we've been talking about the squeeze, the season that we are in. And remember that the context of this squeeze is in a broader word about taking ground. So this year, 2018, is about taking ground and this squeeze season is about God taking ground in us so that he can take ground through us. And this is the taking ground in us season. This is part of, he's wanting us to grow up. He's wanting us to, to be upgraded in certain areas of our life so that we can be more resilient, but also more effective uh, in the way that we express ourselves and express the kingdom out in the world. Something that happens in a squeeze season is when you're squeezed, you find out what's really inside of you. Now think about a sponge for a moment. We've all squeezed a sponge every now and then. When you squeeze a sponge, what comes out is what's already inside it. So in a squeeze season, what's happening is when we're being squeezed, what is already in us starts to be seen. It starts to be exposed because what comes out in a squeeze is what's already inside you. In other words, your internal world right now in this season and my internal world is coming out and is being exposed so that you can clearly see it. This is not a shame motif, this is an upgrade motif because we can clearly see what it is and then we can make some decisions about what's in us and what we want to be in us. So you might say, well, in this squeeze, what's coming out of me? I'm not liking what I'm seeing. What do I do? Well, firstly, understand that what you're seeing now is a result of what you have put in you over the last weeks, months, years. What's coming out of you now is what you put in you over the previous, uh, in the previous time frame leading up to this. So if you don't like some of what you're seeing, then it's time to sow some different stuff in there. It's time to feed ourselves on some different stuff. So let's talk about how we do that. But to do that, let's just step back for a second and let's get a key principle in order first. And that is this, I am responsible for my internal ecosystem. I'm responsible for my internal ecosystem. What do I mean by an ecosystem? An ecosystem is a system where elements work together, move together, react off each other to produce a particular effect. So my internal ecosystem is the working together of my thoughts, my emotions, uh, my values, uh, my convictions, all of those things working together that is producing something. I spoke back in February in the series that I did called Taking Ground, The World Within You. It was the first couple of weeks, uh, first few weeks in February. I think there was two messages there still available on the podcast um, if you want to go back and have a listen to that. In Joshua chapter one, God spoke to Joshua's internal ecosystem when he said, be strong and courageous. And then he said, be strong and very courageous. He was speaking to Joshua's internal state in order to create an ecosystem within him that would naturally lead to being prosperous and successful. And the definition of being prosperous and successful was actually fulfilling the mission that God had given him. Now, God spoke to the internal ecosystem, but Joshua had a role in maintaining that internal ecosystem. And God gave him some very specific instructions on how to do that. And he said, meditate on this book of the law day and night. Do not let it depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Now, remember in that context, the book of the law was the record of what God had said. 
What he's saying is don't let what God has said to you depart from you. Continue to feed yourself on that. Meditate on it. That word meditate literally um, is the sense of a cow chewing its cud. Yeah, it, eats its, it eats the grass, whatever it is that cows eat, grass, grain, whatever, depending on your favorite kind of meat. <laughs> they take it in, they chew it over, and then they bring it back up. They chew it over again. They send it down. They bring it back up. They chew it over again. That's the concept of meditating is what are you chewing over in your heart and your mind? What are you stirring over? What are the thoughts, the feelings that you are cultivating on the inside? That's the concept of meditation. Take out any of the weird ideas of Eastern stuff. It's simply going over the same thing again and again in your mind. Meditation is actually a biblical concept first before it was, it's been stolen by a whole lot of other places, but meditation actually came from Scripture first. So we get to choose our meditation. This is why God said to Joshua, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night because we can choose our meditation. We can choose what we meditate on. And God said to Joshua, I've spoken to your internal ecosystem. Now your job in maintaining that and building on that is to choose what you meditate on. And you need to meditate on what I have said, not on your circumstances. If Joshua had been meditating on the walls around Jericho, I suspect history would have looked a little different to what it did. David in Psalm 19, verse 14, it's the, it's the end of Psalm 19. It's this great psalm which starts with the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim his praise. Brilliant, brilliant psalm. At the end of the psalm in verse 14, David's prayer is, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So David worked, it was an outside in kind of prayer. May the words of my mouth, what comes out of me, and the meditation of my heart, which is what's inside of me, be acceptable. It's not just about getting our words right, it's about getting our meditation right. So let me ask, what is the meditation of your heart? Now, I'm not talking about some kind of moral imperative. I'm not talking about, you know, meditating over bad stuff and evil thoughts and bad thoughts. I'm not I'm talking about that. I'm more talking about um, destiny, vision for your life. What are the things that stir over in your mind? And I want to suggest to you that if all we stir over in our mind is how am I going to get through this week? And then when I get through this week, I go, oh, phew, that's not a vision. That is way too small a thinking for a kingdom person. We are created for so much more than that. We are created for so much more than survival. So what are the things that meditate around in your heart and your mind? For me, I'm a little bit of a megalomaniac um, in the kingdom sense. Yeah, the things that I'm meditating over is the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Um, the mountain of the hill of the Lord will become the chief among mountains and nations will come streaming in saying, teach us the ways of God. These are the things that occupy so much of my meditation. As you can see, I'm a bit of a megalomaniac in that sense. But all the stuff that I'm thinking about is always around that because that, that is part of my destiny and that is part of my calling. If I'm just meditating on how the heck can I get through this week, though sometimes that's tempting, um, that, that's, that's just really, really small. That's really, really constricted. And right now, God is wanting to upgrade us. And even if you're a bit of a megalomaniac like me, he's wanting to upgrade that vision as well. 
So what is the meditation of your heart? Because ultimately your wor the words that you speak come out of your meditation. We know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you wanna know a bit about what your meditation is, pay attention to the words that come out of your mouth because that comes out of what's in you. So how do I change the meditation of my heart? How do I shift it? I wanna suggest the key is watch what you feed yourself. Watch what you put in there, pure and simple. <laughs> if a, a cow can't chew its cud, if it doesn't get the stuff into its mouth first. So you're not gonna meditate on stuff unless you've fed on it in some kind of way first. So watch what you feed yourself. Now, in watching what we feed ourselves, the goal here is I am wanting to create within me an internal ecosystem that is so strong that no matter what comes my way, it is affected by what's in me. My circumstances that come at me are affected by what's in me. What's in me is not affected by the circumstances that come out of me. So I live from the inside out. Creating an ecosystem within me that whatever comes my way gets affected by what's in me, not the other way around. So I wanna ask you, does your internal ecosystem, just take stock of it for a moment, does the, the world that you have cultivated within you, would that world naturally lead towards prosperity and success? And I'm not talking about financial of that, I'm talking about the accomplishment of that which God has put on your life. Okay, I'm talking about living a life of abundance. Does that meditation in your heart, does that internal ecosystem of your heart, would that naturally produce prosperity and success or would it produce something else? See, no matter what's happening in our circumstances, no matter what's happening, even in our bodies sometimes, if we're bat um, battling illness or struggling with physical things, what we all wanna do is create an internal mental and emotional state that continually undermines anything unwell and is always propagating, uh, not propagating sickness, propagating wellness, propagating abundance, propagating prosperity of soul and spirit. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he said, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of my hands. In other words, Paul's saying to Timothy, you need to take charge of your internal atmosphere. And then verse 7, he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, or depending on which version you're reading, a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Now, one thing, if you do a just a tiny bit of reading, you'll find out about Timothy was he was a little bit timid. This was a characteristic he was known for. And so Paul, in, in being a spiritual father to Timothy, is saying to him, Timothy, you need to take charge of your internal atmosphere because that timidity thing that you have got going on there, that's not something that God put there. What God puts there is love, power, and sound mind or self-discipline. In other words, I tell me what to do. My circumstances don't. That internal ecosystem you've got going on in there is not something that God put there. So fan into flame the gift of God that came when I imparted something to you because that is an atmosphere God put there. You need to cultivate that. That is essentially what Paul was saying to Timothy. What you're carrying around, that spirit of fear and timidity, isn't something God put there. So you need to take charge of your internal atmosphere and you need to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of his hands. So I wanna suggest some good food 
You know, I said, watch what you feed yourself on. I want to suggest a couple of things that are some really good food for us. Firstly, I want to suggest we need to listen to people who really know who they are and what they carry. And we need to get curious about them. We need to observe. We need to learn from them. And if that is a person that's actually in your sphere, in your world, get to know them more. Take them out for coffee. Ask them questions. How did you come to that place um, of really knowing who you are and of being comfortable in your own skin? How did you get there? What are the things that you did? What are the things you fed yourself? As I've said before in previous weeks, find someone who can mother or father you in an area where you need breakthrough. And what you're looking for is a person who has already got breakthrough, who is living in the breakthrough that you need. I do this in my business world. I do this in my church world. Um, this is not just a, a church, you know, spiritual world motif. You know, if you're in business or your particular point in your career and you're feeling stuck, who is a person that is further down the track than you that you can get to mother or father you in that area? So listen to people, get around people who are further down the track than you are, who are comfortable in their own skin, who are walking in the breakthrough that you need, who really know who they are. Get curious about them. Get their world into your world. That's one. Another piece of good food is listening to testimonies of breakthrough in areas where you need breakthrough. Now, if you've got some kind of illness, then get on Google if you have to and Google that particular illness healed and start finding stories. I know Bethel's website at Bethel. I think it's Bethel.com or Bethel.org. Sorry, Bethel.org. Um, has a testimony section on their website and you can go in and search just about any illness and they will give you testimonies of God healing that particular thing. See, one of the things that testimonies do is they release hope into us because we see that what we are facing has been broken through by another person. And as we know, what God will do for one, he'll do for another. So feed yourself on testimonies of people who have got breakthrough in the areas where you need breakthrough because that builds hope and that builds faith in that area for you. And when faith is part of, is a key characteristic of your internal ecosystem, a whole lot of stuff starts to shift. So listen to people who really know who, who they are. Get people to mother and father you who have got breakthrough. Get testimonies is another piece of good food of people who have got breakthrough where you need it. And another one, and this sounds so obvious, but I don't think we do enough of it, is feed yourself on kingdom truth, kingdom principles. The book of Proverbs to me is one of the most amazing places of genuine kingdom thinking because the book of Proverbs, and you see this in Proverbs chapter one, is the wisdom of Solomon that enables you to reign in life. Solomon was the one who was the ultimate, apart from Jesus, the ultimate example of someone who was the head and not the tail. And the book of Proverbs is the wisdom that he learned that actually got him to that place where he got. And those Proverbs are there to help you to shift your thinking to enable you to reign in life. So Proverbs is great. And there's, there's 31 Proverbs. And in a month where there's 31 days, on day one of the month, read Proverbs 1. Day two of the month, read Proverbs 2. Cycle through that. And you'll start to find as you feed yourself on that, your internal ecosystem start to shift. Look at the words of Jesus, of course, because... He is the ultimate example of the kingdom. Get his words into you. Get that kind of thinking into you. In terms of getting kingdom truth and kingdom principles into you, what are the key scriptures that are yours? 
Keep them in front of you all the time. What are the key scriptures that absolutely resonate with you and propel you forward? Yeah, the, I've talked about the book of Proverbs is a big one for me. The book of Ephesians is another big one for me. The life of David is another one. Yeah, they are key places that when I get that thinking into me, it actually, if you like, gives me a Holy Spirit chiropractic and aligns me with who God has made me to be and the path that he has put me on. Keep them in front of you. Keep them in front of you. So kingdom, truth, and principles. And of course, we've talked about this many times, your prophetic words. Again, Paul said to Timothy that the prophecies once made about you said, by these you wage a good warfare. In other words, you wage a good warfare by keeping the prophetic words that God has spoken over your life, whether to you personally, whether through others, whether through scripture, things that he has quickened to you and spoken to you personally, keep them in front of you because they are your key anchors. And for me, my prophetic words are the, my key guard against discouragement. You know, when I look around and things aren't as far as advanced as what I would want them to be, you know, whether that's in church, whether that's in business or any of the realms that, that I am um, taking on at this point in my life, when I'm tempted to, to look at the world around me and go, I'm not as far down the track as I want to be, I just come back and I anchor myself into the prophetic words. And then I just simply, I get those into me until that's becoming more real to me than my circumstances. And then once I'm in that state, I go, okay, what's next? What's the next action I need to do to walk into that? Keep your prophetic words in front of you. So some good food, people who really know who they are and what they carry. Listen to them, get their stuff, buy their books, or if you can get close to them, buy them a coffee and ask them to mother or father you into the breakthrough that they already have that you need testimonies of people who have got breakthrough in areas where you need breakthrough. Kingdom truth and principles, particularly prophetic words, the words of Jesus, key scriptures for you. And of course, your prophetic words. These are some really good food. And as we feed ourselves on this stuff, we start to take charge of our internal ecosystem. We start to take charge of our internal atmosphere. 1 John 4 verse 4, another one of my favorite scriptures. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, the ultimate internal ecosystem, the ultimate internal um, example is Christ himself. And when we fan him into flame within us, then the resource that's in us is greater than anything else that comes at us. So we actually impact the world around us with our internal atmosphere. The moment we walk into a room, the atmosphere shifts toward that which we carry. That's part of being the head and not the tail. So as we bring this to a point of activation this week, I want you, as we go through this week, to do a simple thing, and that is to slow down enough to pay attention to your internal atmosphere. Slow down enough and pay attention to your internal thought world, your emotional world. I want you to observe. I want you to take note. What are the key characteristics of your thought world and your emotional world? Yeah, is it, here's a challenge, how can I rise to meet it? Or here's a challenge, oh no. Dang, I was hoping that wouldn't be one. For example, take note of your internal thought world. Is it more positive? Is it more negative? Is it filled with faith? Is it filled with vision? Or is it filled with survival? Just some little examples. But take note, you know, even take journal. For those of you who like to journal, take note of the thoughts. Take inventory if you like. And let's, let's take inventory of our own internal atmosphere. Then I want, once you've taken inventory of your internal atmosphere and just taken note, observed it for a bit, I want you to ask this question, and you're not going to love the question, but let's go anyway. 
And the question is simply this. If I was to bottle that internal state and give it away to someone, would I be giving away a gift or would I be giving away a project? Like I said, probably not the favorite question of the week, but let's go for it. You know, let, this is a season to go for upgrade. When we're being squeezed, it's time to go for upgrade. So take note of your internal thought world. Get an idea, what, what are the key things? What are the key patterns that characterize my internal world? And then ask myself the question, if I bottled that, would it be a gift or a project? And if it's a project, let me suggest something to you. I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know, I'm innately curious and I like to play with things. When you squeeze a sponge and it empties, when you, if you keep it in that squeeze position and then put it into water and then let it go, it actually fills up a whole lot quicker than just in a normal state. So you're in a squeeze season right now where what's in you is being, what is in you is being exposed. But if it, while you're in the squeeze, you immerse yourself in something completely different. When that squeeze starts to release, you are going to take in at you know, a whole lot greater rate, a whole lot of really, really good stuff so that next time you're squeezed, something very different is going to come out. So this is an ideal opportunity to feed yourself on something different, to immerse yourself in something different and to take charge of your internal world because the Father is wanting to take ground in you so that in the season ahead, he can take ground through you and through us together as an apostolic kingdom family. Bless you as you go through that this week. We're all praying for you. We're praying for ourselves as well. We're going through the same squeeze that everyone is going through. But I am more resolute than ever that together we are going to experience a really, really significant upgrade this season. And that's what we're praying for. Bless you.